0: Hey dude, flicks anonymous. I don't know. It's just awesome. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh,
1: your opinion, man, 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 man. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day.
0: Clan B is is just to keep on
1: giving her. Like you he, you work hard. That's what's <laughs> that plan? Yeah, that's a fly right there. The guy opens his door and gets shot. You think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. I know what you're thinking.
0: I kind of lost track myself. Being this is a .44 Magnum, 44 magnum the most powerful handgun in the world, can you blow your head clean off? You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Like
1: well do you bunk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flix Anonymous on the Cannabis Life Network, the League of Manchildren.com, and the Daily Hive, which is now national. I don't know why I say that every week, but they are—they're national.
0: So are, so is CLN. So is
1: CLN. We uh, The League of Man Children, I guess you can receive it in any in any province. So we're national too. Any country. Any country, yeah. We're international. Yeah. Your podcasting's going on, eh? Yeah. Like, you've got other things going on outside yeah. of this. You're two-timing me. I do. I have I do have a brand new podcast. What am I gonna plug this right now? Plug it right now, Steve. Um, What's your I, brand new podcast? I have a new wrestling show that I do with my friend Brian Constantine. It's called BS from the Turnbuckle. Yes. We do a weekly podcast on everything wwe everything uh any rumors in sports entertainment uh you want to know about sheldon benjamin coming back to smackdown live it's gonna be on our show what you gonna do brother that's right so i I talk wrestling every week but we're here to talk movies as we usually do uh we have a, a massive slate of movies on this episode 39 the last episode of our goalie series
0: so this is going to be the last episode of our goalie series. This is our I think this we've decided, right? Yeah,
1: this yeah, we've decided it here because the third the in the thirties is where generally you find your goaltenders. Uh, so this week uh, we have the Dominator Dominic Hassick is number 39. 39, Mass- yeah. Massive goaltender. Uh, Nikolai Habibulin. Hassick, I Bulin. remember. Hassick, I remember beating us in the Olympics. That's right. Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, beat the Flames in the uh, the Tampa Bay series. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Rick DiPietro, which you just said is the highest pay- paid goaltender. To never play. To never play. No, never play yeah, a game. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, Gar Snow made a really smart choice in the Islanders. That whole those like huge contracts that they yeah. signed at that once upon a time. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, but this also kind of represents the the Vancouver Canuck uh, slight goalie graveyard oh, and, and, good. and somebody that's still playing for us. Uh, Ryan Miller was number 39. He's 39, uh, yep. But uh, Dan Kluche was number 39. Well, the goalie graver hasn't eaten Ryan Miller up yet. No,
0: not yet. No, not but yet. yes, you got Felix Potvin. Yes, and, Felix Potvin. Yeah, and Dan Cloutier. Yeah,
1: so... Uh, I forget Potvin was a Canuck. Yeah, yeah. for, for a few minutes there. Time had a for a few minutes, coffee. but... Coffee. Those are actually some names with goaltenders as opposed to some of the weeks that are like Antero Nitty Mackey. If yeah so we're moving on
0: to our show next week is going to be brought to you by something else something completely different all right. so we'll, we'll play we'll play fun. around with that yeah Talk exactly hockey on
1: our movie show yeah right why not uh so let's head right into all the new releases this week there's only two that are going wide and uh this is the first one this is the next spot in the dc comic cinematic universe hoping to make up for batman v superman the dawn of who gives a shit yep. this is suicide squad take a look What do we have here?
0: What are you going to do? Are you going to kill me, Mr. J? What? Margot Robbie. No, I'm not going to kill you.
1: I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. So, yes, yeah. Miss Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Ooh. Who, I mean, is one of the best parts about this movie. Mm. Uh, surprisingly for me, especially after how much I slammed Terminator Genesis, Jay Courtney actually works for the, in this movie for me as Captain Boomerang. Mm. Um, Will Smith is, is Will Smith. I yeah. mean, standard Will Smith performance. Jared Leto, I have massive issues with in this movie. This is not the Joker I wanted. This is not the Joker that I, I think a lot of fans of this character are going to want because he's like a sleazy nightclub owner he that's, totally is that's yeah. totally what he felt like straight out of he good is, that he was you know making you know cocaine deals at the back door and sliding a roofies into girls drinks like that's really yeah really the feeling i had and you can feel studio massaging throughout this whole film as there's just too many cooks in the kitchen in this movie absolutely this movie
0: had so much potential and like you mm-hmm. know you're going online right now and you're seeing all the negative reviews i really recommend you go see it mm-hmm. i think it was a little bit better than uh, batman versus superman
1: oh definitely yeah. but it
0: definitely yeah. has its problems in the mm-hmm. story um uh, margot robbie i thought was fantastic as harley quinn i mm-hmm. actually really liked her for about 85 percent of the movie and then the writing for her just takes a nosedive mm-hmm. um and that's really the main issue in this film Especially is the writing. I didn't really like the dialogue that much. No, me neither. And so it's just piss poor writing, some really good performances, some
1: nice ideas there, but uh, they just couldn't put it all together. I think the biggest problem with the DC Universe right now is they're trying to give it like a battle worn feeling and give it like this grit that it doesn't, I mean, a lot of these characters don't need that kind of. Like, yeah. kind of approach to it. And I feel like... With Suicide Squad, I could understand doing that. I do. And trying to make it a little
0: bit fun, which they tried to do. Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. in some sort of way where but- every... Like you were saying, every um, every villain in this in this movie has a walkout song. Yeah,
1: they really do. It, it is like wrestling. They all have their walkout. They might as well have fucking pyro. Get as much
0: them. trendy old music as possible because exactly. we'll sell
1: a lot of soundtracks. Exactly. I do also have to say that Cara Delevingne is just atrociously awful in this film. Yeah. Just so bad. There, uh, like, and and Ch- Enchantress is a neat character, and they do mm-hmm. some neat special effects when it comes to her transformation into Enchantress, but she just looks goofy by the end. Yeah. Like, absolutely goofy. And, and the, the guys that they're fighting, the army that they're fighting, look like the Power Ranger putties that they're fighting. Yes! Almost yeah. so they can just like decapitate them and smash them in half and do all this stuff, and it doesn't. So they got really some have any, action scenes. Exactly, and it doesn't have any bearing on their PG-13 rating that they can do all this stuff. Had this movie been R, it might have been a lot better. But had the writer of this movie not seemed so um, loosely uh, uh, distracted the whole time we might have got something different. There seems to be a lot of focus on telling backstory in weird flashbacks and mm-hmm. then going, like, not just having one backstory, but then moving on to another character and then another character and then another character.
0: And then forcing down, like, toilet-plunging Justice League down our throats exactly. some more. Let's just, here's some more Batman and The Flash. And That's let's exactly. try to connect our really shitty DC universe.
1: Exactly. And there's even one part where they almost, like, like where, where you know, the big information is revealed to the Suicide Squad of while they're there, why they're there, and we already know that information. Like they tell it to us twice, and they even show us yeah. it twice. So, I mean, the movie could have been shaved down in, in, in obviously in, in, in time of how because it's two out. It's a little bit over two hours and. Yeah, it like I, too many people got involved. Yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen. So I, I wasn't as hugely sold, but I'm not gonna smash it entirely. I'm gonna give it a two out of five. I, that's the really the what I can do for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. Look, some people are gonna find it fun, and I know people are gonna go online and try to get Rotten Tomatoes taken down because you know <laughs> they don't, is, like, so they don't like they don't like they don't like DC so films crazy. apparently. <laughs> So let's oh, try to God. take Rotten Tomatoes down with a no, petition.
1: We just don't like bad films. Yeah. We just want something good. How can Marvel really almost knock it out of the park every time and DC can't even get uh, a movie that you can sell it on? Uh, it's good. Like, they can't even get to that point.
0: Yeah, it's Social. and it's what's crazy about Marvel is they knock it out of the park with the small screen and the big screen.
1: <laughs> really, you know what
0: I mean? It's like yeah. they're just like kicking ass everywhere, and DC is just like. Eh. And I want DC to succeed, I really mm-hmm. do, man. But yeah, me too. So what's
1: with the characters? They, they just need there? to
0: give the stories to better people who can do something better with it. Yeah. You know?
1: Better directors, better I think they handcuff a lot of people, and that's what happens. And Zack Snyder is just not a good director anymore. There's just so
0: much money, yeah. Yeah. There's just so much money put into it.
1: All right, so we're going to move on to something. Uh, We're going to go from not great to just horrible Um, (laughs) in a a massive shift. Enjoy our film-reviewing podcast where we're going
0: to talk about (laughs) shitty movies all night, everybody.
1: (laughs) Hey, you're releasing these films, and one studio in particular... VVS seems to be where the bad ideas go. (laughs) The bad idea company. Where the bad ideas go to uh, to to come to fruition and slap on our screen in terribleness. They slap Uh, us. Yeah, they totally slap you. Slap the audience. Um, They've already done it to us at the beginning of this year with Dirty Grandpa, Mm -hmm. uh, and and really push uh, uh, Robert De Niro into an early grave. Um, but this time, they're taking Golden Globe and Academy Award winner Kevin Spacey, and they're turning him into a fucking cat. Here's Nine Lives.
0: Oh, not Frank Underwood. Hello. Hello. Oh, what? Oh, hello.
1: Hi. You look familiar. Two You're great familiar? people I'd like to see oh, in any it. other movie, but this. I know you
0: from somewhere.
1: Well, I'm on TV a lot. Yes, animal planet. I love
0: that show.
1: No, not animal planet. I'm Tom Brand. I own firebrand. There you go. I use newspaper in the poopy boxes, and I see your face all the time. <laughs> Look, I'm a little late for something, so we could just get on with it. Meow, sure. You don't like cats, do you, Mr Brand? Look, can I just pick one out? and then I'll be on my way. You don't pick a cat. The cat picks you. Look, I make million dollar decisions for lunch. I'm pretty sure I can pick out a cat. See that? He likes you. It figures because he's attracted to troubled souls.
0: Christopher Walken, Kevin Spacey. I, I, I love Come Christopher on. Walken, but
1: Christopher Walken is becoming this existential person in, in like family and, and comedies and stuff. We know from the Fat Boy Slim video that he can dance his motherfucking ass off, but he's also capable of independent flight. Um, from Adam Sandler's Click, we know that he works in the back room of a Bed Bath and Beyond. I guess he's the Beyond section, and he has a magical remote that can fast forward, pause, and rewind time. Yep. And now we know that he can put fucking Kevin Spacey into the cat of into the body of a fucking cat. Yeah. Um, this movie, uh, this is made by Barry Sonnenfeld, who did the Men in Black movies. Okay. Um, he's decided to go to VVS as well to put a nail in his coffin of his career as well. Um, this movie, I mean, it's for kids. It's a G-rated film. I brought go. my three-year-old to it, who burst into tears at the themes of death. Suicide yeah. and attempted murder that take place in this film. That sounds like quality family quality, entertainment, it's Steve. The absolute family stuff, and Pixar shit, right there. Exactly, and there is so much cats shitting and puking and, and all on stuff, and this film slightly gross. Yeah. Audibly, it's annoying as the cat is screeching throughout the whole movie when it's not oh. Kevin Spacey. You yeah. could almost. Feel Kevin Spacey rubbing his check all over his face in the audio booth as he's doing the voiceover <laughs> for the cat. Yeah, like he's just so, so pumped to get his money before this film comes out because this is a goddamn stinker. Of a Frank film. Underwood. What are you doing, buddy? What happened? What are man? you doing? Stay in the white house. The villain in this is Kelly Ripa's husband, Mark Consuelos, who, uh, who. Really, right. Uh, like, How do you say his name? Mark Consuelos. Mark Consuelos. I, I don't really know him. I think he's like a, he used to be a soap actor. Oh, or something probably like that. Mark. Because she was a soap actor. Just listen to his name. Too. He's a soap opera. Yeah. So this movie is shit. God. It's a one out of five. This movie is terrible. Just terrible. Or okay. sorry, no, this is a 0. 0.5 out of 5. I oh, guess. we yeah. went 1 and then we back down yeah, it's to sorry, point no, 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 I'm trying to remember my written cool. review that I've already done. It's a 0. 0.5 out of 5. Oh, this movie's not, this movie's shit. not good. It's, just when it's, you thought you are going to get a 1, you get oh, a 0. 0.5. Yeah, this movie, there's just no reason for this movie to exist. And they took five writers to make this fucking thing. So just avoid it entirely. Entirely. Even your kids won't care for it. They should have been nine writers. Yeah, right? I don't know why. Just because it's called Nine Lives. Yeah, anyway, Suicide Squad could have uh, could have lost uh, some people to to make Nine Lives, maybe. Yeah, so we, yeah. Nine so Nine Lives were done. Fuck that. Business. Uh, so let's move into our limited releases. Uh, these ones are a little bit off the beaten path. You're going to want to uh, check your local listings to see if you can find these movies near you. Yep. Uh, the first one comes from uh, Ang Lee, uh, many-time writer James Seamus, uh, who makes his directorial debut with this Logan Lerman and Sarah Gadon film called Indignation. Take a look at the scene here. Oh. Sarah Gadon's so gorgeous. I wanted to. Escargot,
0: see it's the name of the restaurant.
1: It's an interesting one. Snails. I, I, I'm, I
0: have a feeling Marcus Mesner. I'll, I'll has never talk seen about sort of it in a second. I'm before. like. You want to try there's one?
1: certain things? No, uh, no I was really. like. A so little Marcus
0: Mesner decided to take Livia to the only fancy French restaurant in all of Franklin County. I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you want to leave? Is this all right? So intense. Trust me, I'm trying.
1: Logan Lerman, man, He's I heard great. his performance in this is excellent. So good, he is really great in this film. Sarah Gadon is fantastic in this film. Just to give you a little background about the story, yes, it takes place in 1951, where all where all the young men are getting drafted to go to Korea, right? And uh, but Logan Lerman's character uh, has has managed to find a way to 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 get out of the draft by getting accepted to a, a college in Ohio. He's from uh, New Jersey, kind of escapes his, uh, his overbearing uh, uh, Jewish father. Right. Um, kind of like he, he's an atheist as well, which is really iffy with him and his family. Right. So he goes to this, uh, this school in Ohio and comes across uh, Sarah Gaddin's character. And uh, they go on that first date that you see there. And then, you know, before he drops her off, she decides to give him a blowjob and it's 1951, doesn't exactly know, this is kind of his sexual awakening, and he doesn't really know what to do with that, so it kind of gets in his way, because he's a very standoffish character, and mm-hmm. a very, uh, like, all, all of his dialogue's very uh, very serious and very proper and everything. And she's a little crazy. She is a little bit crazy, right. so uh, this, this is a little bit of a, a, of you want it to be a love story, but it's more just a story of these two people trying to accept each other, mm. uh, him more than her, um I, I really enjoyed this movie, but there's stuff in the end of the third act that I just thought was incredibly cold. Uh this movie doesn't leave you with any any kind of wrap up or any kind of No like, warm fuzzy feelings? No, no, not at all. And, and I, I thought uh, for how much bad. for how much it gets you into it, it just pulls everything away very coldly and it's just like there, there you go. So I that's okay. what I had a problem with. Uh um so I'm not trashing the movie at all. I'm giving it a three and a half out of five. Like, I, I still think it's a very good movie, and it is one of those uh, one of those, those those sweeping dramas that you are going to be interested in, and that the Academy might be interested in looking at when that season starts to roll around.
0: Yeah, but, if you're probably a,
1: a fan of Logan uh, Lerman... Yes. ...and you want to see a good performance, it's probably worth checking out, right? Definitely. I mean, it's got an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the meta score is an 83, so that's... That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. All so uh, Indignation, you probably want to check that one out if you like a good drama. Uh, the next one is a, uh, is a film from India um, uh, from a first time uh, uh, Hindi film director. Uh, and it kind of is like a, uh, a Steel Magnolias for the Indian woman. This is uh, Angry Indian Goddesses. Take a look right here. Yeah, it's really oh, like Ready? It. It? <coughs> Guys.
0: Seriously? Who is that? Hmm.
1: Ooh.
0: Hey, he's sex on post, yeah. Hey, hot now. Ooh. This is a rose. Hey, hot. It's not Shadi It's not coming. It's coming. They appreciate beauty in all forms. Oh, like it doesn't have subtitles in this. <laughs> this,
1: but they jump between talking in, in <laughs> Hindi <laughs> and talking in English. English. It, they, no. they do a, a jump quite a bit. Is there subtitles no. in the movie? Yes, correct. Yes. Because no. yes. no. yes. yeah. one of the characters is born, uh, was British born, and stuff. So she doesn't even have an accent at all. i काम किया इसको That's a weird score to it that has stuff like this in it. Yeah, it's oh well, well maybe not something I'd watch. Yeah, I mean it, it's an interesting film just uh, because it's a female buddy comedy, and, and coming out of India, these films don't get made. These kind of films don't get made. Because not even like Bollywood. Not, not really. Well, no. it, it, uh, well, there's just there's a variety of Bollywood stuff, but in, uh, yeah, maybe in a Bollywood fashion, a comedy like that. But they would have a strong male character in the film as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. They don't have one in this movie. It's all led by the ladies. And that's, that's very progressive absolutely. for that country. For and, that culture. And, yeah. And, yeah. And I do hope that this does a lot of good within within the country of India and, and brings uh, more films like this to prominence. Um, with strong female roles. Yeah. You, you know, and I, I described strong story. it. I described it as like a like because it, it's like it's a female bonding. Film, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what I mean by film, a buddy comedy. So it does have that re- reminiscence of like the Steel Magnolias or Fried okay. Green Tomatoes or something like that. But in the third act, it takes a very dark twist. And, and I think tonally, the movie completely shifts over and lost me entirely. So it's another one of those films that has pretty much an ending that you find too cold and too sudden. Yeah, and this one's not cold. It's just uh, a complete, uh, you know, a complete 180. Is it just unbelievable? Yeah, a little bit. A little okay. bit, yeah. Especially the the last little bit because then it just sh- really tries to shove a moral at you that it was loosely trying to hit on at the beginning of the movie. Okay. And then it's just like, bam, right in front of your face. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Slap! Yeah, okay. that pretty much yeah. it. And, right. and uh, uh, because of that, I'm I, scoring it a little lower. It's a two and a half out of five for me. But I, I, think, uh, I think a lot of the lady audience is going to enjoy this one. A lot okay. of the female audience is going to like it, especially the older female audience that... Uh, Knows films like Fried Green Tomatoes and uh, Steel Magnolias and stuff like that. They're going to enjoy that if you want an international flavor of that kind of movie. I love those. Oh, I
0: know. You're movies. feeling that. You're I feeling do. That. Pretty
1: Woman? <laughs> Not quite Pretty Woman. I, I, we're going to talk about the director of Pretty Woman in just a few minutes here. Yeah. Uh, the next film is, uh, is from uh, acclaimed Japanese director uh, Hirokazu Korida. Uh, what? Hirokazu Korida. Yes, uh, ja- acclaimed Japanese director. Uh, mm-hmm. This film is is getting a lot of steam right now. It's car- called Our Little Sister. Look at here. Nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got subtitles on this one.
0: Uh, yeah. listening, listening to some Japanese, I like listen to Japanese all day long.
1: I like, it. I like the language. It's really pretty. It's delicate, you know what I mean? san, <laughs> <know>, just... <laughs> oh, Beautiful, I'm sorry. 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 I'm
0: sorry. I'm 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 sorry. Beautiful, i am What the heck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. So I don't
0: get. What Uh, the movie's
1: about? uh, Basically, it's about uh, three girls that go move in with their grandmother... ...after their father passes away. And they've been living there for a while. And then the secret comes out that their father had another child... ...with another woman. uh, And they have a Mm half-sister who comes to live with them. And she's younger than all of them. So she's their new little sister. So they have to come to terms with the fact that that their father wasn't faithful to their mother... And that they have this other the new child sister. yeah. Uh, the reviews on this one are really good. It's a 91% certified right now, 74 on Metascore, uh, and and it's really for the people that really love those traditional Japanese films. Hmm. Uh, Kurita is a person that's very celebrated in his country, uh, and and if you like Japanese films, you know this director's name. Uh, this is apparently the crowning achievement in his uh, in his filmography. So uh, if if you like if you like Japanese cinema, you're going to want to go track down Our Little Sister. Yeah,
0: a lot of fans who watch this who are, uh, you know, of the uh, you know, international movie fan variety, yep, and so that's probably one to keep on your
1: list definitely so now we get to my favorite movie of this week and as far as new releases go uh... this is a documentary about a young man named owen suskind who uh... dealt with a, a sort uh... in the spectrum of autism and used disney films to learn how to communicate this is life animated take a look okay okay that's awesome. enough as
0: soon as everyone gets here we begin. Yeah. Can I just recommend that instead of
1: saying "listen up," you say "May I have your attention. May I have your attention, please." When everyone gets here, we'll begin. I started a Disney club so I can get to know more people, and they can be around me so I can be more popular. It worked. <laughs> Tonight we're watching some of The Lion King because this year is the big twentieth anniversary of the original release of The Lion King. Yeah. Sure. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, the, the, not only am I a big Disney fanatic, but I also like to play m- magical movie scores on this piano. Yeah. Yeah. We watch parts of Disney animated films and discuss them and, and see what they're really about in our lives. This movie is just... It, it's incredible. It's, it, it's heartwarming. Uh, it, it'll really take it out of you uh, emotionally as well. Um, especially, uh, we're both parents, um, so there's parts where his parents are talking about how he got to a certain age, like three years old, and then he just shut down mm-hmm. entire, entirely. And then the father says, it was like somebody stole my son. And that's tough. That's tough, especially as any parent looking at that. Yeah, that. stuff. And And this movie will weed out if you're a robot or not. Honestly, because it, it is just it's an, a very um, emotional story, and it's it, it's interesting to see this kid who flourished and became a real uh, functioning member of society through Disney films. Like it, it, it's an, mm-hmm. an incredible story. Uh, Owen Susskind is is the the kid, the the, the man that that. Uh, that's at the center of this documentary, and I I found this film absolutely astounding. It's also got an animation done uh, um, around everything that's kind of Owen's story as well, because he likes to write his own stories using the uh, stories uh, that he loves, and he calls himself the protector of the sidekicks and makes his own kind of cartoon within the movie. Mm This this film is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, and I, I I really love this. This one's this one's a five. Oh, yeah, this one's five—an animated five. five. <laughs> That's right awesome man so is
0: it uh is it going to so you really like it and usually these documentaries we're starting to see at
1: this time of year mm -hmm. sometimes get remembered around oscar time you think this is one yeah yeah i think if this one isn't in the conversation then there's there's something wrong or not enough people have seen it and i think with enough word of mouth a lot of people are going to see this movie cool man especially with the disney connection Like, that I I mean, Disney is kind of something that almost connects all of us. I think, I think most people have at least one Disney film in their in their mind that they're. That's why everybody wants to
0: make the pilgrimage, you know, to either California or Florida at some point with with the family and give
1: that magic to the kids, you know, That's, go in there. And, yeah, totally. It's there, We're all connected by Disney yeah, cartoons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, for those people that don't want to take down RottenTomatoes.com, this is a 93% certified. So there you go. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely worth checking out. Uh, we also have another documentary this week before we get into some VOD talk. Um, this it comes from Werner Herzog. He is an alien of a German who looks at everything through his alien microscope. This is, lo and behold, reveries of the connected world. Take a look.
0: That is the goal of RoboCup. That is by 2050 to have a team of soccer-playing robots which can defeat the FIFA World Champions, and uh, we'll see it happen. I'm I'm very hopeful that we'll actually get a team of uh, robots which are competent enough and smart and intelligent enough to actually beat the world champions in 2050. Better than Messi, Ronaldo,
1: and Neymar.
0: Um, It sounds difficult, but we can get there. We can get there. We have a certain reverence for Robot 8. I mean, to us, saying Robot 8 is equivalent to someone saying Messi or Ronaldo or something. It's it's the same.
1: What the hell? Carnegie Mellon. A lot of this b- here is Robot 8. Um, it's oh, very right.
0: identifiable because its pattern includes four green dots on top, and it's, it's one of our favorites, actually. Beautiful. Do you love it? Yes, we do. We do love Robot 8. <laughs>
1: What? See what I hell, mean man. by 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 Herzog? Like he he was always the interviewer in his films as well, and just. The, the the weird, like, emotions that he tries to evoke out of people and stuff like that, and the, just the weird way that he looks at it, make, that's why I call this guy, like, an alien. He is a human alien because his films are all about dissecting weird aspects of the subject matter that he's talking about. And right. this time he's deciding to, to take a look at, at technology and, and uh, the internet and everything that kind of connects... Everybody now, because we are all kind of connected by our smartphones, by, by Wi-Fi, by all this kind of stuff. So he's delving into that field, and usually every subject that he delves into, he delves into much like an alien that has mm. never seen technology before. I mean, his encounters at the end of the world, he was acting like an alien in the middle of Antarctica. Like, it's just, he's just always an interesting documentarian just for that reason. So uh, check out Lo and Behold, Reveries of the Connected World. There we go. All right, And the next film that we're talking about, Trevor and I actually uh, went to the one night special screening of the film. Now it is on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, People have been waiting a long time for this one. It's the adaptation of Alan Moore's classic Batman and Joker tale. This is Batman The Killing Joke. Take a look.
0: Ah, there you are. So, had enough time to look over the property?
1: It's what you're looking for? Well, it's garish, ugly, and smells like piss. Can't quite make out whether it's bums or rats, but it's piss. I'm a connoisseur comes to Eau de As for the rides, any innocent little child getting on one could be maimed, or worse. Mark. So you don't like mm-hmm. it? He's great. Don't it really like is. it? I'm crazy
0: for it. <laughs> okay, okay, that's great.
1: So the price, with what you've mentioned, we can negotiate. No need to. Sure, your price is steep, but as I look around, <laughs> All I can see is that I'll be making a killing. And money, not a problem. Not anymore. Yeah. Now, it's interesting to bring the killing joke and Mark Hamill doing the voice of the Joker because that is really the Joker I love. Absolutely. Especially on the episode where we're doing Suicide Squad as well. Um, for from a Joker that I really didn't appreciate to a Joker that I really do appreciate I just wish I appreciate this movie as much as I appreciate Mark Hamill in it
0: Yeah I mean I don't think anyone argued with the casting choice of you know voice actor Mark Hamill mm-hmm. for for the role as Joker um yeah it's this movie not even just the voice acting um but that I had a problem with but just the animation style mm-hmm. just seemed a little it just did not like boost it for the big screen? Like, really. No, like it was just very grainy, mm-hmm. choppy, the way they edited it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the story is supposed to be following the graphic novel. But they don't even
1: get into that until half an hour into it. They spend the first half hour on the, the craziest nonsense. And ruining Batgirl's character. Like, like, like just
0: trying to set up some sort of relationship between Batman and Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And they spend half an hour to do that. They really didn't need to. No. no. And really took away from what made the graphic novel great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. If you're going to do graphic novel, which they've done before, DC's, DC Animated is actually the one thing about um, the DC universe that I've really appreciated over the years. They've done a really good job with their animated films. Mm-hmm. And you can see them on Netflix. <laughs> And, and they have done straight, sort of, or close to adaptations of comic books and have done them somewhat justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Killing Joke, just,
1: it was all over the place. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the first, I, I mean, the, the adaptation was written by Brian Azzarello, um, who decided to put his own mark Mm -hmm. by doing the first half an hour and kind of really fucking everything up. This is the same guy that when he was given Wonder Woman for the New 52, completely retconned her origin story and changed that to she was like a product of rape and stuff and it's just like he just has issues with continuity apparently and, and he just always wants to throw his uh, dastardly spike into it yeah and he really does with killing joke I, uh, I left the film incredibly disappointed
0: you were you were kind of upset because yeah
1: that's one of the books you like you know the stars I, I really that
0: you like. Do. Yeah, I really a lot do. Of comic book nerds do. Right? I really like, do, and, do. And, and
1: even Kevin Conroy sounded like he had no energy as Batman in this one.
0: So. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, he just wasn't very good. He no. just sounded like his sounded best like days, an old man.
1: his Batman days, are behind him. Yeah, so it was kind of, it was kind of like as a fan, as both fans of the animated series, it was yeah. just a real a real sobering moment that uh kevin conroy is getting old yes. <laughs> it was yeah. it was really sad so now let's move into even worse we're just even worse we're gonna break down the walls of oh. awfulness and just see what the sludge is underneath and unfortunately this comes from uh director gary marshall who unfortunately passed within the last couple of weeks uh this film is called mother's day take a quick look
0: hey 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 peter where did that come from you know no junk food for breakfast anymore Ted brought them. He lets us.
1: She was like almost doing a Rachel. Like, this is what Rachel continues on to or something. It's called free balling, Mom. I swear. Where are all of these ants? It happened in the backyard. Peter, I'm not kidding. I'm counting to three. One, two, three. What? When did that stop working?
0: Come on. I brought a box of donuts. It's not a federal offense, but I will take credit for the underwear.
1: Wow. Okay. Um. Trevor, why don't you take a quick look on the sheet here and look. And give me the Rotten Tomatoes number. That's a big whopping seven percent, Steve. Now give me the Metascore. We've got a Metascore of wow, a big one 18. Me and the wife went through this film over the weekend. It's a two-hour-long film of wow. just what the fuck is going on. You are li- like this was me watching the movie the whole time of just like. Are you serious? Like every story in this, every character in this movie is connected by some crazy reason or another, and it's just the worst sappy garbage over and over again. Uh, Julia Roberts got paid three million dollars for four days' work in this, and she is fucking awful, oh. awful, just awful. Kate Hudson, I don't know why they keep giving this woman work. She is just horrible in I this. I don't build. mind her. I love Kate. She Hudson. is so bad. I, I mean, between this and Rock the Casbah. I have not seen her in a good movie in the last while. Like, she has just got so many issues up the yang. She needs either a reinvention or just somebody to write a, a script that actually works for her style of acting because none of this shit is working. Jason Sudeikis is, is, is muffled in this movie. He is horrible in this movie. It's almost no. like he's been uh, under a gag order not to be funny. This movie is just so bad, and there is... There's five writers on this movie, too, including Gary Marshall himself, you, who was 81 years old when he died. Mm. You can tell this movie was made by, was written by an 80-year-old. You can really tell. Because uh. they say things like, yo, you should tweet me. And, like, like really, like, like, the way that they deliver some of the, the smart and quick dialogue is so, like, operating in the mid-80s. Like, it, it's, it's bad. It's oh, that's too bad. So bad. Avoid like the plague. If someone says, "Hey, do you want to watch this?" Take that as they pulled a gun on you. Yeah. If your girlfriend or boyfriend goes, "Hey, Jennifer Aniston,
0: you want to watch the new Jennifer Aniston movie?"
1: Don't get what out the away. window.
0: Out the window. Get going. Even no if
1: Jennifer it, Aniston for you. Even if it's a sliding door, jump through it like a fucking action hero. Just do not watch that movie. All right. So now let's 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 get let's clear the air here. Let's get to our Netflix and VOD recommendations. So, uh, I saw a movie uh, last year at VIF. Uh, It came out uh, in Vancouver in a limited release this year, just a couple months ago. And now it is on Blu-ray. You can own this movie yourself or just check it out on VOD. It is Ben Wheatley's adaptation of J.G. Ballard's High Rise. Take a look. Yes, I'm afraid I'm not very good at this sort of thing. A slotting you mean. Yes. Uh, I was rather expecting to find a certain kind of anonymity. here. Don't worry. People don't usually care what happens two floors above or below them. Good.
0: Charlotte's different. She's on all sorts of committees.
1: She said your tenancy application was very ironic. Is she really? <laughs> well, I'm determined to get everything right. Top up? Yes, thank you. Which floor are you? Uh, 25. One floor down. Tennis? Uh, no squat, actually. It's 20, I think. Why here not to bachelor pad in town? An mm. well, investment in the future, I suppose. I felt like I needed a clean slate to put my mark on. We're down in the bottom all sorts of shadows. Most families are. Real ones, anyway. You uh, blocked the shoot. I'm sorry. Oh, this is Steele. He's in team. You don't know how things work around here yet, do you? Uh, no, but I'm a fast learner. <laughs> yeah. Hiddleston is so fucking charming. The guy's just just charming. Does he just charm the shoes I, right I, off? I, yeah. I think so. Usually, what I see him in, he's just very charming. Even as Loki, he's very charming. Uh, so this film. Uh, it was the book was released in the seventies, and for years people said this you can't. It's almost impossible to make this film. Mm-hmm. Ben Wheatley takes this on in almost a Stanley Kubrick style style uh, a take on it. Uh, it's about uh, a high rise building created by a, a prominent architect played by Jeremy Irons, uh, who tries to put all the every class hierarchy in the same high rise. The rich people on the top and the and the the, po- the poorer class down below. Uh, the power goes out and anarchy happens. Uh, classes break down, uh, debauchery, and, and every other horrible mm-hmm. thing start to take place. Um, I, I love this movie. It's, it's gorgeous to look at. It's insane and excessive, which probably shows you the sensibilities of what I kind of dig in on films. Uh, ben Wheatley is just one of those directors to watch. That's why I love High Rise, and that's why I'm recommending it this week.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty fucked up film. <laughs> yeah, it totally it's, Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't, um, it's, you know. It's very black and white. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Keep that in mind. But yeah, man, it's a good pick. Yeah. Um, I went when I appreciate you letting me go with sure. this yeah. one. Yeah, Thank of course, you. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, Keanu, uh, Key and Peele, uh, if you're familiar with their sketch comedy that they've done for a while now, they have a feature film. And uh, basically what they are, their character's out there looking for their cat. It went lost, and I think we have a clapper right here. Okay, look, bro. No. I'll be real with you, okay? I'm not right now. I'm not even sure you're real. I mean, it's like, where am I? Where did all these eels come from? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No, 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 ah.
0: Parker, who would want to break into your house? The blips. Man, the blips. The blips? Yeah. These are the guys that were kicked out of the Bloods and Crips, the blips. <laughs> blood clips blips i i, I, I got into Will kind Ford of selling it. heavier stuff For how little he when is selling heavier movie. stuff turf becomes a thing you know and so yeah i mean the 17th street blips they did tell me you know they're gonna break in but
1: i mean that's not like concrete proof the 17th street blips okay where are they 17th street <laughs> just an easy answer so they go
0: on as uh clarence and rel and so they have they infiltrate uh Sort of the uh, underground or the underbelly of criminal, act, you know, gangs and stuff. So they could try to find their cat Keanu. Yes. Uh, and uh, if you're, it's almost like this film try to throw as many jokes as you as possible, and a lot of them do land, right? Yeah. And it is really, really funny with a little bit of heart. But oh my God, is the kitty ever cute? Yes. My God, I think they used like seven different kittens to give you like the cutest kitten shots you could possibly ever have in a film. So while well, you have all this chaos going on in com, great comedy. Uh, especially if you've, yeah, and um, yeah, stoner <laughs> flick for sure. Future stoner flick. It's yeah. on our VOD picks, and yeah. probably in two weeks, Steve will make it a stoner flick. <laughs> Why not? It's 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 just funny, but there's a lot of cuteness, a little mm-hmm. bit of heart, and it's a really good film for their first feature. I thought. Um, you know, it did drag a little bit in the third act, and but uh, at the same time, if you're a fan of their sketch comedy, it's like an extended version of some of their,
1: their skits. So exactly. It was good. And Keanu Reeves has a really uh, interesting part of in it. He does. He does. A very nice cameo. Um, yeah. And I love their gangster names, because it's uh, mm. uh, Jordan Peele is a Tectonic, yeah. and, uh, and uh, uh, Keegan-Michael Key is a Shark Tank. Yeah, that's and right. And they have yeah. their, their stories, and uh, Jordan Peele goes, my name is Tectonic. I once killed three men with one bullet. I also got to see an advanced screening of The Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I, so funny. So funny. Hardcore, so, man. So, yeah, that's that's their gangster.
0: Yo, um, director Peter Antin- Antincio? Yes. Yes. He's actually doing, I, re- I looked him up, and he has another film coming out after this called
1: Jean-Claude Van Johnson.
0: <laughs> and it stars
1: Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm in. It's a I'm comedy. In. I'm in. He, he did a a, a a movie called Welcome to the Jungle that was kind of direct-to-video with a whole shitload of comedic actors like Adam Brody and a bunch right. of stuff. And he's really funny in that movie, actually. I recommend anybody to check that one out if you can find it. Yeah, uh, and of course,
0: he's obviously associated with Key and Peele as well. Yeah. And yeah. they're their comedy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's, a really, that's, a, that's a good pick for sure, too. Mm. So uh, now let's get into our newscaster roles and uh, deliver you uh, a few spots of news this week. Never gets old. Never gets old. Still still so much fun. Oh. <laughs> still so like much getting fun. getting
0: electrocuted.
1: All right, so uh, more remake news coming your way uh, this week as they've just uh, solidified uh, the remake of Ron Howard's Splash. Do you remember Splash?
0: Tom yes. Hanks, Daryl Hannah. Come on,
1: Splash. Daryl Hannah was so pretty. Daryl Hannah so was so pretty. Uh. Tom Hanks, so charming. She was like the Margot Robbie of the 80s. There you go. It was the early 80s. Uh, then she would also do Blade Runner as Triss. Yes, who, she did. I mean, I, that's where I really fell for Daryl Hannah. Um, but now we're getting the remake but we're swapping the genre this time as every, as you know likes to happen these days we have a merman oh, we have no. a woman the woman is played by Jillian Bell did you ever see uh, 22 Jump Street? The sequel. Yeah. Uh, she's the bad. She's the one that gets, is the bad guy. Okay. Um, bad lady. She, Very funny. Yeah. She's on the show Workaholics. She also has her own show now called Idiot Sitter, which I implore you to go find because it's hilarious. Comedy Central really loves her, and obviously the films are really uh, filmmakers are really starting to love her as well as a comedic talent because she plays your main character to this one and your merman this time, Channing Tatum. Of course. So uh, Channing Tatum's got comedy chops. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a guy that celebrates Channing Tatum because I really do enjoy him. Do you celebrate his whole catalog? Uh, not, I'm not really a big Magic Mike mm. guy. Uh, Especially number two. Ooh, mm-hmm. I can't even, can't even say that I ventured into that one. Um, but, I mean, is this one going to turn up? I don't know. Disney's behind making it. Uh, we don't have a director yet. I'm sure we have writers working on it right now. Um, uh, I just don't like the, like, some remakes I'm okay with.
0: But I just, this one, I just don't know. And then to actually make it kind of,
1: I don't know, a male. Due to the gender swap. I'm just the waiting. gender swap thing it just doesn't work I'm just waiting for a problem child with a red-headed little girl.
0: Yeah. Now, you know Let's what I mean? Let's just remake like, them and change the sex yes, that, because that's, you know, for somehow, I guess that's supposed to work.
1: Well, there are some people out there that are still trying to get that one film made. And that, one of those men is Terry Gilliam. This yeah. Trying to get *The Man Who Killed Don Quixote* made after uh, having an, a you know a, a flood take away his equipment, uh, sandstorms cancel production, and actors getting hurt. Now he is in production now of making this *Man Who Killed Don Quixote*. The main character of this film is a time traveling uh, journalist played by Adam Driver. Now was oh. originally supposed to be uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. supposed to be Johnny Depp originally when they were originally planning this one. And Don Quixote is an old man in this film. Um, and originally it was supposed to be played by a French actor, Jean Rochefort. Uh, now, uh, Monty Python alumni Michael Palin plays Don okay. Quixote this time. I want this film to work. I do, I do. really do, do want this film to work. Just because it's, you know, it's his passion project. It is, it is. And it seems like that's just the one that keeps getting away. Yeah. Um, and I... I I have nothing but the utmost respect for Terry Gilliam. Oh,
0: for sure. And, and everybody involved with Monty Python. Yeah. I, I do. I have a special spot
1: in my little heart for them. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I want this to succeed. I want this to come to the screen. And, and, and some of the elements of the story kind of remind me of one of Gilliam's early movies, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Okay. So I kind of, like like a very dusty type movie with a lot of uh, adventure and flight and fancy to it. Yeah. So make this film, Terry. Make this yeah, film. Let's see. I, I'm excited for this one. I hope it works out for him. Uh, the other thing we have on the last uh, news article is uh, the Uncharted video game. It's, it's been a massive hit. They've made, uh, four, they've yeah. made four video games so far. Right. Um, and uh, Nathan Drake's story looks to be something that could transition well to the big screen and be almost your your neo-Indiana Jones is kind of what it's been geared to be. Yeah. Um, but now the film has a writer. Uh, Joe Carnahan is going to be writing this film. And Joe Carnahan is a director and a writer that I really enjoy. He started his career with a film called NARC. He did Smoking Aces. He did The A-Team. He did that Liam Neeson-Wolf movie, The Grey. Mm. The guy is has, acting, ha- has uh, action chops. Like, he just kind of knows what he's doing. So him doing Uncharted... You like A Team, eh? Bring it on. I'd really do dig A Team. Yeah. That that is like a stoner pick. That is a you know a Netflix pick. I, I, I would Aces always is recommend good. Smoking Aces is such a great film. And Narc is a very underrated undercover drug film. Mm. Jason Patrick turns in a really great performance. Ray Liotta is such a great heavy in that movie. Mm. Um, Carnahan has a really interesting career, and uh, I I think he has an interesting uh, a style of writing that would add a lot of weight to a film like Uncharted.
0: Uncharted.
1: Yeah, okay, definitely. So now let's uh, let's get into that couch locked feel. Oh,
0: both times,
1: Steve. Get the weight off your shoulders. Let's do it, man. Turn on the television, light up a joint, and give us you give you our stoner picks. Yes. <laughs> Oh. All right, all right. So uh, Keanu was originally going to be my stoner pick. Um, Keanu, yeah, and you I, let me do it for the VODH. Yep, I did. So, But there is another comedy that is out on Blu-ray this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Blu-ray, you're going to have to you know, order it online or, or go to one of the specialty warehouse places to grab this one because they didn't give it to Canada in Blu-ray, but you can find it on DVD. Uh, it is Big Bang Theory's Melissa Roch, who wrote this film, stars in it. The film is called The Bronze. Take a look get it online though, right?
0: Yeah. Here you go. Thank you. This looks hilarious. Oh, it's so This is a so joke, good. right? Michael Phelps eats 12,000 calories a day. Coach P's diet has 500. Who's a better role model? A guy with 22
1: medals or a chubby Russian
0: taking a dirt
1: man? <laughs> but aren't guy swimmers different than girl gymnasts?
0: Casey B. Anthony told us that men and women are equal. You mean Susan B. Anthony, right? Both of them. <laughs> Maggie, if you trust me, you will eat this food. Open your mouth and put it in.
1: Mm. <laughs> So I think people are very used to uh, the sweet little Bernadette character from uh, Big Bang Theory. This is definitely not the case. And this is one of those character uh, comedies, um, th- those dirtbag character comedies that are usually played by men, but this time is played by Melissa Roch, and she is just yep. an awful human being in this film. Uh, the beginning of the film, because uh, she, she is a former gymnast uh, and the kind of the sweetheart of her town that is... She her career kind of ended after that, but she's still leeching on to that whole being the town's small town sweetheart, right? And everything, even though she's just a cantankerous little shit. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of the movie, she it has her watching her her medal winning performance where she won the bronze at the Olympics, but the she's bronze. masturbating to it because she's just that just much big of her ego. so and,
0: offside humor. Right? Oh, it's
1: such offside humor. It reminded me of Danny McBride when he did that Foot Fist Way where he was playing the karate instructor that was just a horrible human being. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. So if you're into the Jodie Hill, uh, uh, Danny McBride type of humor, you I think you will dig this one. It kind of kind of reminds me of just of those dirtbag films. Uh, Gary Cole plays her father from Office nice. Space Lumberg, nice. and yeah. he is so fantastic. He's so endearing. You just... You just want to hug Gary Cole. He's so good in He's this film. He's the best. Uh, Thomas Milditch from uh, Silicon Valley plays, uh, plays one of the main characters in this film as well. Um, I, I really dig this film, but do not look at the Rotten Tomatoes in this one. It's sitting at an 11%, an undeserved 11%, Really? Um, I really thought this film was funny. Uh, there, I, I, there are a few critics out there that agree with me, at least in Vancouver alone. So uh,
0: it's the perfect stoner film because you know a sure. lot of our stoner films probably don't make it past three.
1: That, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. It. There's so, <laughs> a reason for it sometimes. So, yeah. So check out the bronze for sure.
0: Guilty pleasures, my friends. Guilty pleasures, and I found a guilty pleasure on yes, Netflix. You totally
1: did. Holy. Uh,
0: funny or Die. If you've probably seen a lot of their uh, stuff online. Um, they have a feature with Johnny Depp. I mean, this took like right out of left field. I and heard about this. And it just kind of
1: came out out of nowhere. Okay?
0: Yeah, and Johnny Depp plays Donald Trump. And so I thought I'd bring it for a stoner flip because it's kind of relevant in this time and day. So here's a clip of uh, <laughs> Trump's Art of the Deal by Funny and Die. Oh my God, take a look. <laughs> The love of my life,
1: oh, my animals. wife,
0: the Czechoslovakian immigrant Ivana Trump. Yeah, it's Are
1: you a princess? <laughs> Not hardly. Sir so Donald has me working
0: all the day at the casino. What she's talking about <laughs> is the most elegant, sensational Trump Castle in Atlantic City. She runs it. Oh yes, I. Taj Mahal is still the ultimate dream of course. Yes, it is a building more beautiful than anything or anyone. That is correct. Yes, I know. He make me dress up as the Taj Mahal sometimes. It's very heavy. I, I broke my clavicle once. <laughs> Honestly, Ivana's jealous because she won't be buried in the Taj Mahal since she's not my third wife. Mm. But you know, being entombed forever in Trump Castle, not so bad. But
1: actually, it actually used to be a Hilton. One of my all-time great deals. You
0: see that? Tony, zoom in on the model. Can you, look. Me and the model. Can you see it? Look, look. Huh? <laughs> uh, no, Stop.
1: Deal with your foods. <laughs> Is that Mimi Rogers playing Ivanka?
0: Oh, political satire. Now, it's, so it's not great. like You know, um, it's not satire like Blazing Saddles or, you know, Life of Brian or anything like that. It's going to be that memorable. Mm -hmm. But for this time right now with all the crazy stuff that's going on in real life, quite frankly, satire and real life kind of almost go hand in hand right now. Sometimes I wonder which is which. Yeah, exactly. It's a (laughs) shit show already. Uh, Johnny Depp's mannerisms, how he, he just nails Donald Trump. The voice still sounds a little bit like Johnny Depp, where when he tries to do kind of does a bit of the New York accent, it almost sounds like, you know, he he's like Donnie Brasco, oh, you know, right. yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Forget about it, you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, but yeah, you have to understand Donald Trump's career as well to understand some of the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of an in, some some inside jokes, but there's some very funny scenes. It's not very long. I think it's probably like. I don't know, 45 minutes long or, or something like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not very long at all. And it's, uh, it's on Netflix. Really good to watch after you're completely ripped and baked. It's, it's pretty funny. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, some, good,
1: some good little satire jokes. So give that one a try, man. Definitely. Again, I'm really happy with our picks this week, Uh, both VOD, Netflix, and
0: uh, major coach lock
1: going on. Easy to do. Definitely. Yeah, those are, those are, those are uh, a lineup of films that you're going to be really uh, interested in for sure. It'll definitely give your brain a whirl (laughs) for sure. But uh, that brings us to the end of uh, episode 39, the finale of our goaltender series. Uh, (laughs) What the dominator episode, we'll call it. It, or, or a really overpaid goaltender. Let's the over, really overplayed goaltender episode. Yeah. But, uh, of course, our home is right here on the Cannabis Life Network, uh, who are national company as well. Uh, we also have uh, the LeagueofManchelton.com that are, they're showing us and the Daily Hive, who are also national. They're okay. Yeah, just keep I'm saying that. National! National! <laughs> I am apparently, I'm having a stroke. Um, but you can find me on Twitter and yell at me if you want. Just or tell wait me till that, we're international. Or tell me that stroke jokes are funny. Steve will funny. die. Um, I am at the Steve dead. I'm at Trev Duick. Yes. International. International, Trevor Trev, Trev international, Duick. International, Trevor Duick. You're just national. Yeah. Right? I'm universal. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the national man of mystery, we'll yeah. say. I, I oh work for CSIS. Anyway, I don't work for CSIS, so don't look into that. Um, holy crap, next week. Oh, what's going right. on? What's going on next week? Uh, ten. Ten films. This oh, is insane. Geez, man. This is such a large slate of films. Uh, uh, we got I have a bunch in regular release. We have a bunch in limited release. Uh, we have uh, Disney's live-action take on uh, Pete's Dragon coming out next week. I, I'm re- it looks very dark. I'm really... Uh, Feeling a little weird on, on, on this film. Uh, and Seth Rogen and his buddies get animated as food next week, mm. which, uh, I mean, this is a stoner you. pick written all over it. Uh, we get a woman's version of Wall Street starring Skylar White from Breaking Bad. Uh, we have an undercover drug story with Brian Cranston, so there's another Breaking uh, Bad connection. Breaking Bad connection. Uh, there is a brand new Meryl Streep film with uh, Stephen Frears directing it. It's getting a little bit and, of buzz. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, And a World War II II thriller that is in a time that doesn't really get a lot of focus in films. In limited releases, we see an inspirational documentary as well as a not-so-inspirational political one and two cast-loaded comedies coming your way. That is it for us on Flix Anonymous, and we'll check you next week. Thank you, everybody. Hey, you crazy sim files thanks for listening to flicks anonymous we can be heard weekly on VanCityBuzz.com and leagueofmanchildren.com feel free to send us nasty and abusive social media messages on twitter at flicks Anon. if you need more characters to tell us how much we suck you can find flicks anonymous on facebook until next week may your weekly be and your scotch be hoppy.